What's up? It's your boy, Ruby Rube, coming at you from the Gathering Strength Podcast. Vietis equitted iundo. We gather our strength as we go. I'm broadcasting out of the beautiful, gorgeous, and expensive Livermore, California. Now, once again, I don't have too much time. You got things to do. I got things to do. And you know what? We probably both have dinner to make. So while that water's boiling, let's go ahead and jump into the word of the day. The word of the day is passion. Yeah, we've all heard this word before, but do you know what it really means when you say that you're passionate about something? Hey, I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate about that. Do you even know what you're talking about? Well, let's get to the definition of the word passion, and then we'll dig even a little bit deeper to see what that word really means. The definition of the word passion is a strong and barely controllable emotion. Well, that seems fair, right? You can have a strong emotion towards your sports team. You have a barely controllable emotion. You know what? These uh, these Lakers just beat the Warriors. And for all those passionate, diehard, fanatical fans... If you're a passionate Warrior fan, man, you're probably not having a good day right now. But if you're a passionate Lakers fan, then hey, you are feeling jubilant. You are happy. You're excited. You feel triumphant. You feel like you had a part in actually winning the game, which is another bizarre human characteristic, right? Some of these Laker fans out there or these sports fans... When their team wins, they feel like they did something interesting. But that's not the point of this podcast. The word of the day, once again, it is passion. Hey, but you know what? Let's bust out that shovel and excavator and dig a little bit deeper. There's a Greek definition and a Latin definition. Both mean to suffer. So when you say that you're passionate for something... The root underlying word and truest definition means that, hey, I love this thing so much that I'm willing to suffer for it. So whatever you're willing to endure some growing pains for, whatever you're willing to endure uncomfortable feelings, whether it's mental strain, physical strain, emotional strain, Whatever you're willing to suffer for and face some adversity and hardship for, well, that is your passion. Now, if you think that you're not passionate about anything, the question to ask yourself is, what am I willing to suffer for? What am I willing to walk through the fire for? What am I willing to fight for? What am I willing to sacrifice for? What am I willing to suffer for? So that is an interesting question because when you can find out and figure out what you're willing to suffer for, hey, well then, there's your passions right there. And then when you figure and find that out, now you can hopefully spend some more time doing just that because if you're not willing to 
suffer for all these distractions and suffer for all these things that bring you a lower value, then essentially you're just wasting your time. So look at your lives, take inventory and see what you're passionate about and ask yourself, am I willing to suffer for this? If you're willing to suffer for it, then good, great, grand, you're on track. If you're not willing to suffer for it, then it's time to let it go. Now onward from the word of the day into the meat and potatoes. And today's podcast is a special podcast because I had another interview. I had a interview with a man who I find interesting. He has his own podcast that is called Boys to Men. And it's not that old Motown Philly singing boy band that we all grew to love back in the 90s. He's talking about the mindset from the mindset of being a little boy and then transitioning and growing up into a man. And he has a podcast that talks about all of these, these ways that how you can be a grown adult but still have a childish mind, still do childish things, still have a childish mindset. And he just speaks light on some of these topics and aspects that hopefully can illuminate in the minds of people who remain in the dark by continuing their childish behaviors. Not only is he a creative podcast maker, he's a bodybuilder. He's also a father and a wife. And did I mention that he's jacked? Now, birds of a feather, they will always flock together. Game, recognize game. And I can tell that this man has been there, done that. He has wandered down the dead end roads and he has found himself at some point out in the wilderness, but where he currently stands is in his own promised land. He is now feasting on milk and honey. Now, one of the reasons why he started a podcast is to help guide other people and prevent them from doing the same things that he did. And when you try to teach someone a certain subject, whether it's math, whether it is construction, whatever the task is, the teacher always gains a firmer comprehension of whatever subject that they're teaching. Now he's teaching about mindset on things that have led him out in the wilderness. And because of that, he's going to obtain a firmer understanding of what works and what doesn't work he's 36 years old and that is going to be breaking another barrier because when I was growing up I was taught and told that hey after 30 years old your health starts to go downhill that is when a man peaks at 30 years old and I don't care what the science research says I don't care what these scientists study who they're studying you know what they must be studying the average male which is out of shape in debt 
with a gelatinous body on the cusp of having some, some man boobies, those are the people that they're studying. If they were to study a bunch of people like, like my man Randall over here, hey, then then those categories are going to be skewed because, once again, he's breaking the barrier. He's 36 years old, and he's still competing in bodybuilding championships. He, he even won a heavyweight. I think he was in the heavyweight, um, in heavyweight weight class, and he, he won. He came in first place. So if you want to check him out on Instagram, his Instagram han- handle is my name is Randall, B2M, and the B2M is, you'll be able to connect with him and find his podcast. His podcast is called B2M Podcast, and that's Boys to Men Podcast. So I'm going to let you guys listen in on the conversation that we had, because after all, we're just two dads trying to help out other people who feel stuck, unfulfilled frustrated because hey both of us we've been there we've done that we have both banged our heads up against the wall and we found some solutions that are not only applicable to our lives but the underlying fundamental principles of growth they apply to everybody so i'll leave you to tune into the episode to figure out hey some of these fundamental practices that can be implemented Today, right now, no matter your education level, your income level, you can start doing these practices today to slowly, incrementally gather your strength. And that's what your boy Ruby Rube does at this podcast. And that's why I named my podcast Gathering Strength because that's what you have to do. Slowly accumulate all of these things that equate to growth. And it's not about just lifting heavy weights or running super far. It's all about just the daily effort. Building the, the routines that are conducive to growth. Breaking the routines that are a detrimental to your overall well-being. But first, before you realize, hey, what is contributing to the sabotaging of my behaviors or, or my, my growth... You at least have to be aware of what you're doing and how it's harming you. So, hey, we're going to have to enlighten ourselves. We're going to have to take on some new information. We're going to have to remove those blinders that keep us blind. Now, somewhere in the Bible, it says the truth shall set you free. So we're going to have to look at ourselves on a deeper level and see what are some of these truths that are holding us back and some of these truths that we can implement that lead us to our own promised land, that deliver us from our own wilderness. So, without further ado, Randall Burton, podcaster, father, husband, bodybuilder, on to that conversation. Mr. Randall Burt, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Wonderful. Living over here, blessed. Livermore, California. Where are you at right now? 
at home, Hayward, California. Nice, man. How, how, how's your day going so far? Smooth sailing? Everything all in order? Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Can't right on. It's, um, it's awesome to finally be able to, to connect with you. You know, one of the great things about living in today's age is that we have the internet, we have our cell phones, we can reach out and connect with like-minded individuals, and we can use these tools for, you know, it's kind of like the internet, social media, it's like fire. It can be used to heat up your house, cook your food, and do all of these awesome things. Or if it's not used properly and handled with care, you can burn down your house, incinerate a forest, and destroy everything that you love. So we're using these tools, you and I right now, essentially to, to sharpen our, our swords off of each other's honing stone. Yeah. Now you have a podcast boys to men podcast and you're also you know first go ahead can you tell tell me and my listeners a little bit about you because i know that you're you're into bodybuilding you have a competition going on and you have a a a podcast can you tell me what you're currently training for and then flow into your your podcast okay yeah so i'm a bodybuilder this is my third and final show so i'm training for the last one um think that it's good to to retire versus just quit and never come back so uh as we get older i'm turning i'm 36 actually today so i can start it's getting harder i can feel the aches in my body to where like you know i'm not gonna be able to lift this heavy forever so i'm just gonna give this last one more go my wife's coming along on the journey and she's doing it with me it's her first and last show and you know we're just doing it together one last round um, I do have a podcast. I started the podcast January 1st of this year. It's called Boys to Men. And the reason why I started a podcast because one day I was at Burlington Co Factory with my wife. I seen two kids stealing. And I thought, it's 2020. Why are we still stealing? There has to be better ways to make money. There's the internet, like you said. Um, and I started talking on the internet, just walking and talking. And then it turned into a podcast. So the podcast is we've been doing it this year. And it's been, it's a journey. Everything's a learning journey. Like, you know, you just got to start it. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, you mentioned that you're 36 and you realize that, hey, father time, hey, father time is undefeated. It has taken out greater men than you and I. It has taken out royalty, kings, queens, emperors, Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, father time is undefeated now um because you are 36 and you know what i see your videos online you're lifting some heavy ass weights you have plates upon plates and you know for example like the the goats when it comes to the bodybuilding community jay cutler um ronnie ronnie coleman yeah man those guys were grade a supreme specimens and you know what father time beats them too um when you are uh when you are thinking about your age and this one last hurrah how does that make you feel does that is that energizing you and making you push a little bit more or is there some type of 
frustration or are you appreciating where you're at right now with the fitness that you have right now and the age that you are? Because, yeah, hey, 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, you're going to look back at the opportunity and the health that you have right now and you're going to be like, man, I was a beast back then. So how is that the aging process making you feel as this is, as you mentioned in your own words, one of your potential last hurrahs? Um, I feel amazing to be honest with you. Um, I, I'm just getting started, but as far as like bodybuilding, like the, the strain it takes on you, the time it takes, like it's really like 20 weeks of just grueling training and dieting. That's it. So that process, I want to end that, but the lifestyle I'll always be in. I'll still live for function. Like I said, there you go. Kids, I want to golf. I want to do all type of different things. But as far as like the sport bodybuilding, you know, it's a very expensive sport, first of all, and it, it takes up your whole life. It's a very selfish sport. So that's why me and my, my, me and my wife are doing it one last – she's seen the last one, uh, and she wants to do it because, you know, she wants to get it all – it's like a bucket list thing for her. I did it one time. And as far as my age, like, I'm, I am I feel great. I, I, I'm happy that I'm 36, you know, like uh, – I think that we we age we reach our prime later on. So it's like this age right here is just the beginning. You know, I, I know more than I knew at twenty, and I'm able to be more mature now that now. So I'm pretty sure that I'll be more mature in four or five more years. And um, like like you know that you say you mentioned the great Jake Cutler and Ronnie Coleman. Everything comes to an end. So right now I still have a pretty decent back. I have pretty decent knee health, but I, I'm starting to feel it. And like mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah, feels different. The recovery is different. So I'm like, you know what? I can't sustain this and I'm going to hurt myself lifting this heavy, but I'll always lift. So yeah. I get out while I'm ahead. I think that's what it is. Get out while you're ahead before something happens. There you go. You had it, mentioned. It feels, uh, it feels different. I'll, I'll admit it. I'm, it does feel different. Yeah. So I, I have the same perspective where, um, you know, like you are actually competing to like win. You know, you're signing up for these these bodybuilding competitions and you you have actually won some competitions in the past so you have the mindset like hey i'm gonna sign up for this and i'm gonna go for first place and man when i sign up for these marathons and these ironmans there is not a chance in hell that i'm going to beat this Olympic world champion, this gold medalist, this marathon runner. It, it's, it's like, it's two different, uh, two different realms, two different worlds, but yes, the, the lifestyle aspect, like it's something that I'm, I'm never going to give up. I've been working out and living a hack, a active, healthy lifestyle. Uh, I'm going to round down and say, uh, since 20 years old and I'm going to be 40 next year, and I feel that I'm not even in the prime of my life. And you had mentioned that you are 36 and you're starting to feel, you know, some of these aches and pains because you're lifting such heavy weight. But yeah, do you feel that you're in your prime right now when it comes to your longevity and your trajectory in the next, I don't know, three, four years? Are, are you going to be where you're at right now? I mean, you maybe not on the, the, the bodybuilding aspect, but you could be hitting some some other type of gains in another facet that you didn't even realize was was open to you. Yeah, definitely. I think that for me, my personal opinion that uh, my prime started at 30 and it won't end till 
50-60. I start seeing, like, when I talk to older people, they make their financial strides at 50. So a lot of guys will make the most money they've ever made when they hit 50. Mm-hmm. And 60, because they start figuring out. And I, I think that the the more you can go without making mistakes, that's that's what really prime is. Like, because you we can make money at 20, but we're also going to make a lot of mistakes. So there you at go. 30, you get a little smarter, and you're not blown. <laughs> you're not you're not doing dumb, dumb things. So you're able to make it last longer and you're thinking smarter. So that's really what the prime is for me is like, I'm smarter and I'm wiser because I'm not making those same mistakes. Cause it's, it, money comes and goes, people come and go, but like how we react to everything is what matters. And that's just like, I, I feel like my prime is it, it began at 30. Cause I started thinking differently and it's going to stretch all the way until I say it's over. You know, there, there you go. Yeah. Is because we keep getting smarter like you know it's not i don't think there's no age range i think it's just when you're ready to to give up all the games and give up all those vices that's when your prime starts like you're like you know what i've had fun now it's time to get wise and think about my future because i think all boys all guys we we have to have a little bit of fun when we're young we make some mistakes but eventually we kind of wake up and we realize okay if i want to be a father if i want to be a husband if i want to you know retire one day i gotta get my stuff there. are we allowed to cuss on this Oh yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'll get my stuff together and and you know strive and and stop making these mistakes. So like the the further you can go without setbacks is is your prime. Yes, First- yes, yeah. Um, there are some terms that I've been able to um, learn on my journey of intellectual growth and development, and one is to be able to identify the superfluous. And the definition of superfluous is extra and unnecessary. It's things that aren't vital, that you don't need. And the things that are superfluous and unnecessary and that are not needed, those are distractions. They take away. And when someone is a hoarder and they're not able to cast aside the things that they don't need that take away from their, their mental cognition, it is a distraction from the higher goals, from the things that you truly need and want. And when you have too much of, of too, too many things going on at one time, then that is going to zap you and rob you of your energy and your vitality. So you had mentioned that when you were 30 years old, you were able to identify some things that were not working for you that you had to let go of. What were some of those things that you identified at 30 years old that were robbing you of your, of your higher being? Because there's a lot of guys, a lot of people who do not have the strength or awareness that these things, these superfluous things are in fact keeping them blind, keeping them from growing, and keeping them exactly where they are? I would say uh, alcohol and, you know, dead time. So it's like, I, I think alcohol is a big thing or any type of vice where, you know, you're you're kind of addicted to it and you put more energy into that than anything else. So I would get yep. my, I would go to work. I was a worker. I could still work. I worked a job, but after work, I would just drink. That's so, status quo, right? What was that? Uh, that that's just uh, like status quo, you know, going to work, coming home and having a beer, smoking a blunt, just doing status quo beta male stuff. Right. And then that, you know, if you stress that out for 10 years, what do you really have? Just going to work and drinking beer. 
So it's like when, when I got rid of that, that's when I started to make the most strides in life. And I already knew that was the answer because I did it at 26. I just relapsed. So at 26 to about 29, I got so And then for that one year, I started drinking again. And then at 30, I, you know, a lot of bad things happened. Okay, that's when I really started to just make the right changes. But now I know, like, before I was more in denial. Now I know I'm like, hey, alcohol is a problem. So just cut it out. You don't need that. And I know that, you know, chasing, you know, women, that's the problem. You don't need that. You don't need clubs. You don't need none of that. You just need you and, and, and learning and reading and, you know, working out and all those things have enhanced my life. You know, I, I was able, I think I made the most strides from, I would say about 36. So 32 to 34 is really the grind. Cause I think that's when the, uh, three years ago the pandemic so maybe 33 i don't know the exact days but during that whole three-year pandemic thing that we've been going through i was just striding because um i i got i got it together and i i focused on fitness i focused on my me and i was taking chances and i was able to like almost not almost but over double i don't know the right word more than double my income so it's not mm-hmm. triple, more than double and, you know, I just tried it and I, you know, was able to get me and my wife to the Bay Area. We have a little house out here and we're doing pretty good. And n- now I know what's next, you know, like the next steps. And it's really because I'm sober. I'm clear headed. Clarity. Uh, yeah, exactly. When you're sober and you're just thinking about the next step. I think it's a gift and a curse because sometimes I don't live in today. I have a problem where I'm not. Yep. Yeah. You know, I'm always thinking ahead and my wife, but that's marriage helps because my wife puts me today. So she always balances, she brings me back to life. Like, so I can be thinking here, here, here. But she's like, hey, what about today? Right now, we're right here. Focus. I mean, okay. Yeah, and that, that, that's called being present-minded. And you know what? Um, that is a, yeah, a gift and a curse because essentially it is the curse of the frustrated philosopher. Now, the frustrated philosopher you had just pretty much um, described it because you you see the future. You're planning for the future. You have all these things that you want to do, and you know, like the path that it's going to take to get there, and it involves work and diligence and sacrifice. And you see it; it's at arm's reach, but you're like, man, <laughs> you know, you're you you can lose the present of where you are. And that, that's how, yeah, you, you can become a, a frustrated philosopher. Speaking of uh, philosophers, you had mentioned that um, at 30 years old, you started to identify those things, uh, such as uh, consuming alcohol. Um, uh, there's this book that I read, and the, the book is called Letters of a Stoic by Seneca. And there was this one sentence that, man, hit me like right in the chest it like grabbed me by the collar but uh seneca he's writing a letter to his buddy lucilius and he says count your years and you will be ashamed to be wanting and working for exactly the same things you wanted as when you were a boy now when i read that i was i don't know maybe like 35 36 and i was already like struggling with wanting to stop alcohol I wasn't a full-blown alcoholic. I I was probably somewhere on the spectrum of a functioning alcoholic to where I looked back at my life and I was like, man, I have now two decades because I I probably started drinking 
maybe when I was like, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 years old, me and the crazy cousins probably snuck away a beer uh, from a family party. And we just, you know, being crazy kids on the, on the, on the side of the house, drinking a beer. But my, my drinking, my, my drinking really started to become habitual weekend after weekend, work shift after work shift, picnics, birthdays, whatever. It was like, you know what? I was being real with myself and I read that and I was already taking inventory of my shortcomings, inadequacies. And I was like, man, I have been drinking consecutively for two decades and time just keeps going by. And I'm like, man, am I going to continue this habit? Because man, Seneca said this over 2000 years ago. He said, count your years and you will be ashamed to be wanting and working for exactly the same thing you were as when you were a boy. And I was like, man, here I am a grown ass man, right? And I'm still desiring a beer. I'm still desiring wanting to go out and get drunk. Essentially the same thoughts that I was having when I was 20 years old. I'm like, man, where is the evolution? Right. Where is the, how does that work out? It doesn't work out. That's not who I want to be. So it was like very convicting. How, how does that quote resonate with you to be working and wanting the same things you did as when you were a boy? D does that resonate with you? Absolutely. I mean, that that's a deep quote. How, how long ago was that written? Over 2000 years ago. Your boy Seneca. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, it is. It's fascinating, right? So, you know, when, when I read stuff like this, it reminds me that the thoughts and problems and shitty situations or even the, the good things, my highs and my lows, as much as I think that they are exclusive to me, there have think about how many men have come in and out of this world before you and I currently re reside on this earth. How many? A lot. Infinite, right? Yeah. And they all had the same problems. History right. history re repeats itself no matter what. Yeah. You say it's like every 80 years. <laughs> yeah, so Seneca said that over 2,000 years ago. And when I read it, I was like, man, I feel like this guy's talking to me. Yeah. And I did feel, I, I, I felt the shame. I, prior to even even reading that, I felt like this this frustration. And then I, I would tell myself, I was like, you know, what? this weekend, I'm not going to drink. And then what did I do? I, I went and had a drink. And then how did I feel? I felt like I let myself down right. until I started to gain a, a grip of it. And then I had that one weekend where I finally abstained from from drinking and then guess what I did? After, uh, like I, I finally left that venue. I, I, I went and I ran eight miles. So when I was running, I was like, you know what? I said no to this alcohol, which that one beer, if I would have drank it, it would have led to two. Two would have led to four. And four would have led me to shit-faced, right? And now, I, now I'm drunk. Now I'm going to make some poor eating habits. Now I'm going to wake up tomorrow and have a hangover. And now I'm going to be drunk in front of my kids again. Yep. And it's like, man. And so rather than doing that, I said yes to an eight mile run. So I was like, hey, I just doubled down on, on some strength. And I, 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 I felt it. It, it. it was a great, a great moment. Nice. 
Yeah, yeah. So, um, you have a a podcast. Tell me, what is your main aim? Your main focus? What do you want to, want to achieve with your podcast? Um, it's called what, Boys to Men. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What What is your main um, objective in you know uh, creating a podcast? Who are you trying to reach? Uh, what now? Yeah, what What are you trying to do with it? Um. So it was. It's called and, and it was between that or the. Club, some something like that, but better. But the goal is to help young men not make the same mistakes that I made. People that come on and talk about me, so it's geared to men. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter what it's because to be honest with you, there's a lot of thirty year old guys that ain't men yet, and you know, it's just it's more of a mentality than age. So it's getting yeah. easy. You know, there's no age range. Know, because there's some people that might uh, had to grow up faster that are already responsible and know, and then there's some people who might be 40 years old who are still going doing this and doing that that might need to hear it. So it's yeah. really geared towards men who need becoming the best version of themselves because I think that's what it is. Like you know, once you realize that you can attract anything you want by just changing changing your, your core values and changing your habits, you can go get it. So it's like just trying to just use our, our mistakes and guide people into becoming their best selves. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that's nice. It's just it's just purpose. It's just something that we put out there. We put it out every Sunday. Um and it's gonna just keep going. And that's it. You know, I I truly believe that that in maybe 50, 60, 70 years, it'll be like books. You know how we came to books to learn about the things before us? Yes. YouTube videos. When the world's in a huge crisis, they're going to come back to the stuff that we did, and they're going to try to see how it went. And, um, you know, I'm just, it just came to my heart to do, and that's what it is. Yeah, there's uh, a piece of information that I learned. I don't know where I, I, I got this knowledge from. It was probably from some... I don't know. It could have been from a Seinfeld episode or, or a Simpsons episode, but um, uh, you, your income and your earning is going to be based upon how well you can read, how well you can write, and how well you can speak and teach. So, you know, right now I, I have a book that I'm working out. Prior to jumping on this uh, this episode with you, I was I'm banging out uh, some words on this book. So. Um, and then with the podcast, uh, the, the podcast, I, I want to, uh, my podcast, I want to continue to develop intellectually. I want to work on my speaking skills, my, my storytelling skills. And when you're teaching someone, you know, this is something that is going to be applicable to you. When you're teaching someone, uh, someone something, you gain a firmer understanding of the topic that you're teaching. Right. So uh, what are some of the things that you have been able to learn um, embarking on your, your podcast journey? Uh, man, I've learned a lot. Like uh, from the people that I talk to, I'm learning more from – I'm probably learning more from the guests that come on than, than, than I'm putting out as far as information goes because these guys are coming out here with more experience – they're more financially stable. They've been fathers longer. And I'm just learning general, uh, learning that the big main thing that I've learned is that it's never too late to change. And no matter how far of mistakes or how bad your life is, you can fix it. 
because everyone that comes on and talks on Boyz Men is doing pretty well for themselves, and they've all got a story. Everyone has a story, you know. Yep. Everyone are times. So it's like no matter where you at, what color you are, where you live, it doesn't. Mean like every, everyone has the same opportunity to fix their lives and become the best version of themselves. So that's really what I'm learning. That it's just it's just it's up to the person. Like really, that's all it is. Is like there's no luck involved. I mean, yeah, of course, you know. You gotta you gotta be ready for the opportunities. That's what creates luck. But really, it's just the work ethic, the the willingness to get up and change, create solutions, and that's really what everyone is saying. Like you know, if if everyone's saying the same thing, it might be true. Like having a morning routine, working out, eating, uh huh, yep, books. Like people are like, oh, it's so cliche. It's not cliche. It's facts. Like it works. Know, oh yeah. You gotta keep your brain sharp. You gotta eat something. You got to write things down because it keeps your brain sharp. Like, you know, I feel like phones make you stupid. I can't remember no one's number. When I was a kid, I can remember everyone's number. If you ask, the only numbers I know is like my wife. And like, uh-huh. but I'm telling you, when I was like 13, my grandma's, my friends, bills, Ted, every number in my head. It was possible to remember 20, 30 numbers. Now it's like, well, these phones you can't do that. So it's important to write your brain. To, to do these things and reading is one of those things that people now you know you want to do audiobooks which is fine you get information but you got to keep that brain sharp and uh you know everyone says self-help books don't work and this and that it's not the self-help book it's the person because you're not open-minded so it's yep. like, self-help books are awesome i get a lot of gems from you know i might read one whole book 300 pages and get two things that can change my life uh-huh. I believe that everyone's next step is through a conversation, a book, a YouTube video, a podcast, a handshake, something, because someone's already done it, someone's working on it, and you just need that information. You can open more doors with information, but a lot of people don't want information. They want to stay the same. So it's like, um, you just, you just got to, the more people I talk to can touch different people. Some people might not hear what I'm saying, but they're going to hear it from someone else. Just like I can read 10 books. And nine of them might be stupid to me, but one of them might be the one that, oh, but it's all the same stuff. We all said the same thing. Like, this book, Make Your Bid. Like, you know, it's basic stuff, but I would never make my bid. I didn't really make my bid, so I read that book. That's all I took was a, he's a, air, uh, what was a Navy SEAL talking about Make Your Bid. Like, you really want to be great. Start, it starts with Make Your Bid. Like, you can't make your bid. You can't be great. I was like, damn, really? Is that simple? So I started uh-huh. making- and it changed. Like, it really made me more productive. When I was, that's the book I read when I was getting sober. I was reading a book every day to, uh, through my sobriety. And that was one of the first books I read. And I never looked at success as making your bed ever in my life. And when he said, make your bed, like, it, it, it worked. Like, I started making my bed. I had a routine. And I got better at my routine. I was having my coffee by 8 o'clock, going to the gym by 8.30, going to work. And I just had this perfect routine. And it all started with making my bed. So it's like these books have gems in it that we might not know. And just him saying that, it, it really does help your process. And then you come home and you, you appreciate your life more because your biz made. Yeah. Um, when you create a routine, what your brain is doing is alleviating cognitive stress. You're reducing the friction and you're creating something that was once arduous because it it 
took some friction. It took some mental, um, some mental thinking. Um, but like, for example, making your bed, you were like, you were questioning it. Oh, why am I going to do this? Why am I going to do that? And you did it once, twice. You're like, you know, still thinking about it. That was taking up, taking up mental space, but you started to do it. And now your brain has reached a point where it's automatic automaticity. And now that is just something that you do. You don't even think about it. And now your brain has alleviated that cognitive load. And now you can put it to something that is of a higher value. You don't have to think about making your bed anymore. You just do it automatically. And now, now let me go tackle something else. And then you're going to tackle something else that is at first hard. But then once you reach a point of automaticity with that, that becomes easy. And now, you, now you're going from step one to, te- to step two seamlessly. And now let me go uh, tackle something else, step three. And now you're just going to be, be building these routines to where it is step one through ten is just seamless. You're doing it automatic. It's just like brushing your teeth. You don't have to think about, oh, let me focus putting the toothpaste on my bristles. You just grab your toothpaste. You grab the toothbrush uh, and you just get it on you brush your teeth and you're out but my daughter she's four years old she is she has to use like a a a major mental energy to like really focus on bringing the brush in and out in and out she's clumsy with it because her mind hasn't set those those mental grooves yet but as time goes on and she sticks with it she's gonna be you know that that chore of brushing her teeth is going to just be automatic and that's when you construct a a routine that is conducive to growth all of these dominoes are just going to fall automatically every single day like for example when uh for me my routine my morning routine and habits like i don't even do them i feel like my routine literally just is automatic it just picks me up even when i don't want to do it I feel like my habits just grab me by the collar of my shirt. They pick me up out of bed and I just do the things that I've done. People might think that that is rigid and that that is boring and it's not spontaneous. But when you get all of your ducks in a row and you can knock it out, all of the fundamental things that promote strength and growing, now we can – focus our 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 mindset and our thoughts on achieving something that's even higher than doing all of these arduous things and that's when the breakthroughs really start to happen yeah agreed nice man well um what 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 else do you have have going on i i know you have your your bodybuilding competition your podcast is there anything else that you you want to to promote or draw uh the the people's attention to um no not at the i do uh uh vlogging for Pedro classic he's an up-and-coming uh music artist uh hard worker we're trying to get him to the next level so that way we can try to motivate uh the youth to do the same thing instead of doing you know bad things so like music is a tool that is used and we're trying to promote uh you know just uh a better life and give people tools to to grow so that's something that we're working on and um just the same thing with everything that i'm doing is just to try to promote growth nice Where, where do you see yourself at five years from now uh, what are we, 40, 41? 
I would like to be my podcast to be mobile to where I can go, you know, pull up on people elsewhere. That's the next step is to be able to move around my equipment bigger game. Nice. Golfing. That's the thing I'm going to pick up. I really want to get into golf with my dad. And um, just just growing. Still growing. I'll be 41 in five years. So more more stable. You know, uh, more money in the bank. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Some type of nonprofit. Like, that's something I'm thinking about doing, you know. But you just got to – I think the hardest part is having capital to do anything. Like, you got to have – you got to have some money first and then your ideas come so i would hope that everything i'm doing pays off and i'm able to you know do some nonprofit things maybe a boys and club girls club just something to where there's for the youth boys to men can have more than just a podcast that's the goal that's it. As a yeah podcast. yeah sounds uh sounds great you know um one of the the reasons why i wanted to invite you on um and give you some some exposure and uh, enlighten my listeners on people like you is because you're not status quo. You are promoting positivity. You have learned from your mistakes. You talk with experience like, you know, you've been there. You have done that and you have, you know, gotten yourself out of the wilderness. And now you are in your land of milk and honey to where, you know, right from wrong and you were trying to get other people from going down those roads that led to dead ends but you know hey sometimes people they have to hit their own version of rock bottom as much as we tell them that the fire is hot they have to get burned for themselves sometimes and when they do finally have their blinders removed they will have your podcast. They will have your influential uh, post to go back and reflect on and be like, hey, my boy Randall, he's been he's been telling me this from day one. So let me let me go holler at him and see some implementable things that I can do to expedite my my growth. Because, yeah, you know, we all want to want to run to the version of success to a, a, a better destination. But Hey, sometimes it, it's just baby steps, one foot in front of the other. Yep. That's the truth. Well, right on, man. Hey, well, um, uh, how, how can, you know, some of these listeners, uh, connect with you if they wanted to, to find you on the podcast, I'll, I, I will make sure to, to put some links to your, to your podcast. Um, but yeah, where, where else can they find you at? Um, so my same name is O B two M. Everything will be in my link tree right there. My podcast is B two M on YouTube and is uh, B two M podcast on IG. But it's just easier to go to my name is Randall B two M and it's all in my link tree. All right, wonderful. And I and I will also make sure to uh, in, include a a few of your links uh, so you can get in touch with. Randall Burton and check out all of the positivity that he's putting out into the world. So Randall, Hey, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate everything that you're doing. I'm rooting for you and all the best of you on your journey. Same here. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care. All right. So there we have it, people, the conversation with Randall Burton. If you like 
what you heard and you learned something, hey, reach out to me and let me know. What was the highlight of today's conversation? Did you learn something? Are you walking away with a, with a little nugget? Are you feeling empowered that, hey, you're on the right track? Do we reaffirm what you're already doing, which lets you know that, hey, you're on the right path? Do me a favor. Go over and find him on Instagram. Once again, you can find him at uh, my name is Randall B2M. Check out his podcast. A lot of good stuff on there. He has a bunch of cool YouTube videos that are insightful and informative and once you're all done doing that hey go ahead go ahead and give your boy ruby rube a like a subscribe and follow thank you for listening until next time it's onward always onward